أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يسبح لله ما في السماوات وما في الأرض له الملك وله الحمد وهو على كل شيء قدير هو الذي خلقكم فمنكم كافر ومنكم مؤمن والله بما تعملون بصير خلق السماوات والأرض بالحق وصوركم فأحسن صوركم وإليها المصير يعلم ما في السماوات والأرض ويعلم ما تسرون وما تعلنون والله عليم بدات الصدور ألم يعتكم نبع الذين من قبل فذاقوا وبال أمرهم ولهم أذاب عليم ذلك بأنه كانت تتيهم رسلهم بالبينات فقالوا فقالوا عبشر يحدوننا فكفروا وتولوا واستغنى الله والله خني حميد بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم قل هو الله أحد الله السمد لم يلد ولم يلد ولم يكن له كفوا أحد صدق الله العظيم In one of the qasaid that uh, we sang from the diwan of Sheikh Mamad ibn al-Habib, he's uh, paraphrasing, speaking for Allah. He says to us, he who is cut off from us has been cut off from the sweetness of life. So the Sheikh says to us that Allah says to us that if you are cut off from him, you are cut off from the sweetness of life. So it occurs to me to consider this experience of being cut off and how that plunges one into a state of despair. However one would construe the opposite of sweetness, bitterness, <coughs> resentful, despair. He has made us in such a way that um, being human is fundamentally a very problematic condition. 
because we are aware of our our smallness and our finitude and our our vulnerability. All that you have to do is allow yourself to have a a vantage point from a place where you can get a sense of how things are. So take yourself away from your companions and put yourself on an empty mountain on your own or um, in a desert, some quiet place. Get a sense of the stars and the emptiness. And the first thing you get, <coughs> you get struck by is your infinitesimally small nature and the corresponding vulnerability that's associated with that. And he's also set up our senses and our experience in such a way that apparently we, as the thing looking at that big thing out there, are separate from that thing. We're cut off from it. And because we're cut off from it, it is apparently hostile to us and dangerous to us. <coughs> so we have an experience, we're set up in such a way as to have an experience of being cut off. If we go purely by uh, immediate sensory evidence, we experience ourselves as cut off. That's how our senses have been constructed. When we um, apprehend things as they appear, when we apprehend things as they appear, then it appears as if we're small and that's big. We're vulnerable, and that's irresistible. So we have a problem, and that problem is a problem of being cut off from that, which is over there, being separated from it, uh, being alienated from it, being alien to it, and being threatened by it. Uh, we, we're very good at human beings at masking this problem. Because we've learned language and we keep this deep, disquiet, anaesthetized, but ongoing chatter between ourselves. As soon as the attention is, chatter, chatter, chatter. We keep ourselves in the walls of the city with the lights. All of this, we create this completely artificial experience and that artificial experience is like a film that gets put over our experience it's like a an anesthetizing so that we don't for a moment get quiet enough to recognize just how, who we really are and how threatened we are the problem with our collusions to chatter our, our agreement to good behavior with our brothers. You know, we can act as if we're not in a dangerous world by making out like I'm your friend and you're my friend. So we're nice friendly together, nice. We're nice and companionable. The problem with that thing is that it doesn't, take the, it doesn't take away the distress. The distress stays, but it stays at a very deep level. So while we have the smile and the sweetness in the face and in the mouth, Chatter, chatter, chatter. The opposite of the sweetness, the experience of being cut off, 
the experience of being alienated, the bitterness of being, still sits deep in the heart. And so we have, at some point in our lives, we start getting an immense disquiet and irritation with this whole notion of just being a good person and being having to keep up the facade of companionability with these, these people around you. We are all clearly busy with a, um, a theater of absolutely no substance. This isn't the conversation you want to be having, actually. This isn't the thing that satisfies your heart. It doesn't, although it's apparently sweet, it's sweet in the behavior and in the that leaves a bitter aftertaste in the mouth that aftertaste is more and more uh, repulsive as you not only grow in the path but as you mature as a human being you see it for what it is you see that it's about being shallow inconsequential and frivolous You experience most people have far too much to say for themselves. And when you're in their company, you'd much rather just shut up. And when they carry on for long enough, you'd like to tell them to shut up. It's just unpleasant. Because their jabbering is the jabbering of monkeys. They don't know how else to deal with their terror at the problem of being alive and the prospect of being alive. Because the fundamental prospect of being alive is the imminence of death. It is that that vastness over there is at some point going to breach the city walls and obliterate you like a tsunami. You cannot defend yourself against it. But the Sheikh that indicate that he who is cut off from us is cut off from the sweetness of life. So there's a promise that there is a sweetness. But the sweetness is then about being not in the cut-off state. And what puts you in the cut no, what puts you in the cut-off state is to cut yourself off from Allah. To cut yourself off from the inside that behind this facade of apparent vastness, which is beyond and over and above the people around you, there's a supreme, brilliant intelligence which is having a direct conversational engagement with you. The stars are your companions. The trees are your friends. The sky is your, your, your lover. It is all part of this immense conversation that you're having. But in order to speak that eloquent conversation of engagement with life, you've got to stop chattering like a monkey. You've got to stop the, 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 the silly, um, superficial engagements with people. You've got to shut up. You've got to shut long, up long enough to do, first of all, the reflective work to recognize that it is inconceivable that that vast thing could be alien to you, or hostile to you, and opposite to you. Because everything that you made up has come from it. How can that which is given me me be hostile to me? That's insane. Everything that this is made up has come from there, so how can that be my enemy? I don't give my enemy anything. 
So how can that be my enemy if it's given me everything? It's not my enemy, it is my ally. But that requires me to not deal with things superficially, not look at things and how they appear, but look at things, be quiet enough for long enough that I can see things as they are. That this separation between this and that is apparent. What's actual is that this and that is more the same than it's different. And then I start recognizing that there's a vast continuity, which is more intelligent than me, because, you know, it is, this is a very interesting insight from um, Alan Watts. Uh, you know, um, apple trees don't grow thistles. Nothing can come, nothing can come, nothing can produce something which is not of its own nature. An apple tree produces a apples, produces its own nature. So the, the world has produced us. We're like the fruits. Like the apple tree, apples, produces apples. The, 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 the world peoples produces these fruit called peoples and these fruit are intelligent so how can we as a manifestation of that which we've come from carry something which is called intelligence which that doesn't have that's inconceivable so that the so so we are an expression of an intelligence and we're also and also we are a microcosm of it a small expression of it a tiny aspect of it just like the apple is not the whole tree apple is, you know so so my intelligence isn't all intelligence it is a small part of it so so if i do a little bit of thinking and then i allow myself to have the experience of the vast i start to recognize that this is a supremely intelligent face that's having an ongoing intimate conversation with me i don't have to be talking to other people in fact, I should stop talking to other people for long enough to start having that engagement. And then I'm no longer cut off from the sweetness, you see. Because then I'm no longer cut off from him. Because then I recognize that intelligence. And I recognize that he is having this supreme conversation with me, which is the sweetest experience of life. So that, that which is apparently hostile and that which is apparently threatening and overwhelming is actually my, 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 my benefactor and my ally. And not just as an intellectual assertion, but as a first-hand experience. That is the sweetness of life. The sweetness of life is that all terror is only apparent. Even the terror of death is apparent. Dying is going from the third-class compartment of the train to the first-class compartment of the train. There's no... All of the terror, all of the, the things that we, we keep ourselves chattering with each other so we don't have to face them, all the, if you just looked at them for long enough and recognized what it is, it's, but it has no terror. It is no terror. So we should seek to be companionable, not with each other. Now that doesn't mean to say you've got to be deliberately of sort of uh, disagreeable. 
Well, sometimes that's pleasurable, but um, uh, it's not about being deliberately disagreeable with people. It's about being agreeable with life and being agreeable with your Rabb. Understand that he's your ally. He's your benefactor. Start experiencing just how, in how extraordinarily that is true. And then nothing is threatening. Everything is entertaining. Um, nothing is catastrophic and nothing is tragic. Everything is sweet. When you're no longer cut off from him, you're no longer cut off from the sweetness of life. Then sweetness of life is your experience of being alive. Alhamdulillah. Allah grant us understanding. May grant us annihilation in Him. May grant us death before we die. In Allah, our Malaikatu, Salu al-Nabi. Ya Yuhaladina Amanu, Salu alayhi wa sallam taslima. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin Abdika wa Rasulika Nabiyyu Allah. Ali wa sahbi wa sallim taslima Subhana rabbika rabbi izzati wa ma yasifun Wa salamu ala al-mushrina Alhamdulillah I did have glasses at some point Don't go there